You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I know everybody wants to hear how practice went, and I was pleased today, but uh, if I tell you guys it was our best first day ever, then once you're going to go place bets on us to win the next Super Bowl. I understand now why Coach Osborne was so mild-mannered, and most he would ever say about a player is he's going to be a pretty good player, and I kind of get that now. Uh, you know, Nebraska fans, I, I love them. They're, they're so excited about it. And, and if you say anything good about a player or a team, all of a sudden they're going to be the next Johnny Rogers and we're going to win the Big Ten. We got a long way to go, uh, but I was very pleased with the first day. And, you know, it was the best first day of spring we've had. But the first two seasons didn't go like we wanted, so we have a lot of work to do. And welcome here to this edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus, as you heard Head coach Scott Frost is at his introductory spring practice press conference uh, earlier in the week, and you get a sense it's going to be a whole lot of that here from now until really August. Um, you know, uh, a lot of just tempering the mood, the expectations. Um, everybody obviously learned the hard way. I think we all thought it was going to happen last year, and it was going to be the year where Nebraska's back. They were picked to win the West, three out of four publications. They were ranked um, in the preseason, AP poll, et cetera. Um, and you heard Scott Frost. He's going to – I mean, in, in Eric Shenander was the same way a lot of the coaches. I think everyone's going to be a lot more careful, and rightfully so, because, guys, this is a team that hasn't played in a bowl game in three straight seasons, and they've got to prove they can at least do that before you can even start talking about the next step. Yeah, and I think maybe one of the biggest regrets the staff probably has is how much talking they did do. Uh, it's funny that open Frost is – saying the, the media and fans are the ones that take things out of proportion, but he's the one that said Adrian Martinez could be the best quarterback in school history. He's the one that said Cam Jurgens could be the next Dave Remington. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he's the guy that kind of uh, perpetuated a lot of that Kool-Aid that was flowing uh, by the pitcher uh, going into last season. And, you know, I think maybe he kind of saw the result of uh, the consequences of doing that when uh, you don't walk the walk with your talk. So, um, yeah, this is the right course of action. Uh, they need to keep their heads down. Down, focus on themselves and not worry about uh, you know overhyping anything at this point because they have a lot to prove and a lot of it uh, won't be able to be proved until the fall. Yeah, I, I feel like they're they're definitely being a lot more careful with what they say, but you can still tell that there's some confidence there that they do like some of the pieces that they have or where they're at, uh, especially at certain positions uh, more than others. But um, you know, I, I think that from basically everybody that we had a chance to talk with, you could tell that that they were being somewhat tempered with uh, with what they said or, or just how excited they were getting with things. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we talk spring practice and, and the press conference itself. And, you know, they didn't get into a lot of the, the quarterback talk. I, in fact, not one quarterback was at the spring press conference. Now, I, I did think it was interesting that you know, not not interesting, but they, they gave Adrian Martinez a pretty good vote of confidence that, that, you know, he is the guy, he's the captain. He started every game technically for the last two years other than the couple that he was out with injury. Um, so he does have the nod going in. And I think there's a, an emotional side of people, a hot take side of people that just don't think that's right. You know, that McCaffrey, you know, deserves a fair shake. And, you know, I think he will get a shake at it. But um, I don't think anybody should be surprised, guys, that Martinez is going to have the leg up here going into the spring. I mean, keep in mind he was a captain last year. And so there's a lot of uh, clout that he carries on and off the field within this program. And so, yeah, I mean, he's a two-year starter um, and, you know, has a very high uh, – 
place in the pecking order of this program. And so, yeah, the, the backups need to beat him. I mean, he's the front runner right now as of day one of spring practice. And until that changes, I mean, he's their guy. And the coaching staff is going to refer to him as their guy. But, you know, I do think that those other players are going to get, you know, the the Vedrills and the McCaffreys and um, even Smothers to an extent are going to get their opportunity to show what they can do. And, you know, if they – kind of blow things out of the water and suddenly make the coaching staff reevaluate things, then we could have a different conversation going into fall camp. But until that happens, Adrian Martinez is the man to beat. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what people expected the staff or, or even the players to say about Adrian Martinez. <clears throat> you know, you're going to throw a guy like that to the Wolves, somebody um, who has been a two-year starter, who has been a team captain. You know, I, I think you, you kind of have to go out and support your players. Um, but at the same time, you know, whether – uh, regardless of how limited he'll be, I, I think that they're always evaluating, and, and I think there's going to be a competition, and uh, maybe that competition will be greater in fall camp than in spring camp, you know, or spring ball right now. But uh, definitely, I, I think that that that's going to be an ongoing evaluation. Um, you know, to get the best players on the field. Well, and you and you can't mess around with this quarterback race. You open the season, guys, with a conference game against Purdue. You're not playing a team that you're going to be a 35-point favorite on week one, like last year, South Alabama, where Nebraska played poorly and, and you know still was able to win um, in, in that week one win. I mean, you're going to see Jeff Brom, Bob Diaco out of the gates. So you, you can't really afford to go into you know your season with any indecisiveness. You need to know who that guy is um, and, and stick with that guy. And um, you know, I think we all think it's probably going to be Martinez, barring some sort of injury. But you know, is there a plan, a path to utilize a McCaffrey to get him on the field? I mean, we know he's not going to be a receiver. I mean, that's that's already been confirmed, um, at least at this point. But is there a package, a plan that they could utilize his skill set? Because we all, I think, agree that he does offer a skill set that can help this team. Well, and you got a glimpse of that the last two games of last year with um, him taking reps at wide receiver, doing you know some of that quarterback run game uh, where they were able to do some trick plays out of there. I mean, he's such a versatile athlete. You can do so much with him. They'd be foolish not to utilize that. So um, starter or not, Luke McCaffrey's going to play, uh, and they're going to find ways to get him on the field. I mean, for a staff that prides itself on – putting its best guys out there, um, Luke McCaffrey's going to have a role in some capacity. And, um, you know, uh, Scott Frost hinted at that, too. He said, you know, uh, and Mario Verdusco also said that Luke is a quarterback. That is not going to change. But if he doesn't win the job, then we have to find different ways to get him involved because he's too good of a player to just have sitting on the sideline. Yeah, it's not a matter of if he'll play. It's a matter of, you know, how when or how much or where at, I, I think, um, you know, especially if he doesn't win the job. But And I – you know, I, I keep getting people asking about, um, well, if he doesn't win the job, is he going to be, you know, putting his name in the transfer portal? So, so to sit out another year. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. No, that's not going to happen. Jeez. I mean, and, and look at look at his brother, Dylan, at Michigan. I mean, he's, he's a junior. He's, Great point. Yeah, he has uh, been a backup his entire career so far at Michigan, and he hasn't bolted. You know, I mean, he's had plenty of opportunities, especially when they went and got Shea Patterson. And you could arguably argue he was as good or better than Shea Patterson. Exactly. So – I mean, I, I think that that is one point that I, I try to make to people that, that talk about the transfer portal stuff with McCaffrey is 
you know, if his brother Dylan at Michigan didn't bolt right away, I'm not sure why Luke would in this situation. A couple other um, notes of uh, nuggets of note here to pass along. Um, Matt Farniak will play some guard, um, kind of paving the way for Bryce Benhart, something that we've been talking about at length for a while. Brant Banks, your number two left tackle um, going into spring practice. So he's a fast riser as well from that 2019 offensive line class. Uh, Lante Brown had a very, very good first day, scored a touchdown. Uh, I think there's a lot of promise with this kid. Uh, Jordan Riley got a lot of mention um, early in, in practice one by the staff uh, for what he's done. Over 320 pounds, great size. Um, looking to him as a potential nose tackle. Luke Reimer is a, a guy to watch. Miles Farmer, um, you know, a guy that we didn't talk about a lot last year, but um, Travis Fisher um, in Robin's table session really praised him, saying he could be maybe their best guy, right? I'm taking that out of context. No, he was a guy they really wanted to play last year, but had to stay very disciplined uh, along with Quentin Newsom. Uh, to keep that red shirt on them, you know, play them in the the four games they they could, uh, and you know, save that eligibility. And they are extremely excited about both those guys. And yeah, Travis, Travis Fisher said that Miles Farmer very well could be the best defensive back they have on the team right now. Nate, true or false? Luke Reimer of all the 2019 linebackers that came in, Snodgrass, Jackson, Hannah, and Nick Heinrich is the best of the four today. I, I, I mean, I would say true, which uh, is crazy, we, isn't it? It is. It is crazy, and, and there's no doubt. Um, Bear Rude said that he's by far the most explosive uh, inside linebacker on the team, and, and so and that includes everybody that he came in with in that in that 2019 class, and and everybody else that's on the roster, which is which again is just insane, um, you know. And 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 Rude was kind of you know he he, he almost kind of um, was was feeling bad that you know here's a guy from Lincoln and they. They uh, you know kind of overlooked that or didn't quite notice exactly just how good he actually was. Obviously, they they got him to walk on, but uh, and he's not going to be a walk on much longer though uh, if he kind of plays up to that potential that Rude's been talking about. All right, when we come back, we'll continue the spring practice conversation. Uh, we'll hear from Eric Shenander here next. You're listening to the Husker Online Show. <laughs> 